Four Finger Discount is proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Trivia Nights. To find out when they're going to be doing a show near you, go to facebook.com slash the Simpsons best moments. Bart, open your heart. I admit I have some mighty big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. There was a school of thought called Stoicism. Wait a minute. You did it. Four Finger Discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, Australia's only Simpsons-based podcast. I'm Dano. I'm Mitch. How you doing, man? Very good. How are you, mate? Very good. Today, we're going to be reviewing Krusty Gets Busted, the second last episode of Season 1. Can I just say, this is the best episode of Season yeah. 1. Yeah, I, uh, I know that this one didn't win the Emmy, Life on the Fast Lane did, but holy hell was this good. So quote-worthy. Yeah. I, I forgot just how funny this episode was. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, I, um, I, from start to finish, like I really felt like this had, again, more jokes, uh, particularly more written jokes than any of the episodes for a while have had. A lot of the humour in the last few ones that we've really liked has come from Albert Brooks and improvised dialogue, whereas this just was such a tight script. Very subtle jokes that a lot of people might not even pick up on. And going back and rewatching it now, yeah. a lot of jokes from when I was a kid didn't get. I find that a lot of The Simpsons, there's many jokes that when I was a kid didn't get. Yep. That's the beauty of the show. There's there's enough stuff to entertain the kids, but there's also a lot of tongue-in-cheek jokes that adults like as well. Probably more more aimed at adults than it yeah. is kids, but the kids just, yeah, there's enough to get them by it, and keep them interested. It looks shiny, so kids like it. Exactly. Uh, we've got to thank our official sponsors, the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page. Make sure you chuck them a like and check out. They've got moments going out like every half an hour these days. Yeah. They're going to have to run out of moments eventually. Yeah, I think they're going to turn to live-action remakes at some <laughs> point. Uh, I've, I've, I've put my uh, acting resume in for that one if they need someone. So, facebook.com slash the Simpsons Best Moments. Make sure you jump on there. Chuck them a like and tell them that Torrent This, not Torrent This, tell them that Four Finger Discount sent you. Speaking of Torrent This, torrentthis.tv, we, people should be going in and reading your, your reviews and your articles about shows you should have watched and everything else, shouldn't they, Mitch? They certainly should. I'm, um, I, I really enjoy writing those, actually. The shows you should have watched is a series that I do of, um, of we're trying to pick up on older TV shows that have perhaps been missed by this current wave of you know people on HBO and Netflix and, and streaming content that sort of turn of the late 1990s and early 2000s. There was some really quality stuff going out that I'm trying to uh, highlight and, and bring to the world. He's not trying to say these are the best shows of the 90s or the best shows or whatever. It's just, no, shows, just shows that you should have checked out. Yeah, exactly. That you may have missed. Yeah. Also, check us out on uh, on YouTube, on the Torrentless TV YouTube channel or on the Torrentless.tv website. All of our Simpsons top 10 videos. We'd love if you guys could subscribe to our YouTube channel. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, chuck us a like on Facebook as well. Just, you know, Get our numbers up, basically. It helps us... Uh, well, it helps us live. It helps us breathe. Your likes are our lifeblood. If you're listening to this through the website, just there's links everywhere all over the page. Just yep. click on the Four Finger Discount Facebook link and click on subscribe and all that stuff. But if, yep. you're not, if you found us somewhere else, we'd love to hear from you as well. Oh, of we'd course. Lo- send us a message. Throw us some comments. We'd love to know how people are finding this show. Are they finding it because they're finding it on the Simpsons Best Moments page? Are they finding it by going to our website? How are you guys finding it? Is it word it? of mouth? Are you typing the Simpsons into Google and we're the number one thing that pops up? In yeah, the search engine? That's our goal. <laughs> that is our goal which when is that happens, goal. microphone's down. Job's yeah. done. <laughs> we just stop. Yeah. We're like Seinfeld. We're, like, we're at the top. We ain't going to go yeah, down. We're, <laughs> we're out of here. Um, so like I said, we're going to be reviewing Krusty Gets Busted. Just before that though, we need to, uh, we need to mention that last week we made a mistake, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah. I was so embarrassed. I know. I, I picked up on this like literally the second that we were listening back to the recording of it. Um, but, you know, we could have dro- gone and dropped this in and made ourselves look smarter than we were. But yeah. I'd like to think we have integrity. Yeah. And and we allowed our listeners the, the joy, about five or six of them, that very quickly <laughs> sent messages in going, uh, you idiots. <laughs> well, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is, this is what we're referring to. <sighs> 
The life of a frog. That's the life for me. What's the life of a frog? Um... Yeah, Sitting in a jet. Look, what, what? Eating flies. It, it served no purpose. That comment. I, I don't. I don't get it. Did I miss something? So basically, I don't know about you, but I hate making mistakes. I really dislike it. Oh, I. I'm just one of those people that just, I, and it will bother me for yeah. days. I'll be nice. Sometimes it's nice to experience different things, uh, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get to experience making mistakes all that often. But uh, I. I hate feeling stupid in front of people. <laughs> yeah. So how was how was that a mistake? Basically, we we didn't understand what he meant by life of a frog. Yeah. Of course, a frog is a nickname for a French person. Yeah. So it was their way of saying that Bart would like to be a French person. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out the irony is that that that, that life was not good for him. How did we not pick up on that? Because amazingly, Dando, for Australians, we weren't being racist <laughs> enough. That's basically where we went. Moving wrong. along swiftly. But um, yeah. Thanks to one person that pointed there. Her name is Alison Symington. I'm sure she loved. Yeah, I that. think she was the first person to get in with that correction. But um, we don't mind. We, we, we just like, yeah, we, of course. I'm glad that you guys t- made the effort to listen and go. I'm going to correct you guys. I appreciate yeah. that. And and not one person did it in a uh, in a mean way. No one did it out of spite. There was just a very hey guys, you might have missed this. Yeah, yeah. And it, I I love that from from our listeners. You're very very kind, warm, loving people. Also, make sure you um rate and review us on the iTunes store. We really do appreciate. We appreciate just people listening, reviewing us, everything. We'd love to hear from you guys. Messages, yeah. post on our wall. If you just want to talk to us or if you want us to mention something on the show, yeah. send and us we a message. Love, we love knowing where you're listening from as well. Yes. Um, which country are you from? What are you doing at the time? All that sort of stuff. And we want impersonations. And we've got one that we're going to play at the end of the show in our shout-out section. Yeah, really good one that's been sent in. Really obscure one. One that It's, it's a Lisa Simpson impersonation, but it's yep. not a typical... It's, it's a quote that everyone likes, but you wouldn't think someone's going it's to impersonate It's not your it. go-to Lisa thing, no. It doesn't sound like Lisa. That's the tease. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a good impersonation, but it's not it's Lisa all, it's being Lisa. It's Lisa doing a different voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, also, I want to mention, we're doing Krusty Gets Busted today. Now, the word's not irony, but it's sort of just... It's, it's strange that we're doing this. Now, Krusty is based on who? Uh, uh, um, Rusty Nails. Rusty Nails. The clown yeah. from McGrennings. Yeah. Hey, here's a really fun fact. If you do a Google image search of Rusty Nails... Um, type yeah, boobs. R- Rusty, yeah, Rusty Nails clown. Yeah, boobs. boobs is like the 15th photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some chick at like a fast food restaurant with the boobs out. Yeah. I was like, hey, what the hell was going on there? <laughs> I have no idea what was going on. I don't know why... How is it, any reference to nails, Rusty Nails yeah. or a clown, yeah. but it's just boobs. But there's lots of cheese on the food in front of the boobs. Yeah, the food... Was, <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. The food took more of my attention than the boobs <laughs> that just that's the Married life yeah that's where i'm at as a man at the moment not a fun fact this is what i was going to say okay rusty nails passed away about three days ago oh no what are the odds of us reviewing the episode of the first crusty episode yeah. crusty's based on this guy and unfortunately passed away three days ago so oh. rest in peace rusty well, nails should we take a moment silence for rusty do you listeners want to sit here in silence with us can we get a, sla- a, a sad slide whistle in for rusty Courtesy of Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Now, let's get into the episode. As I said, very quote worthy. I think it's head and shoulders above any episode from season one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, just it really, really good. It's so polished. But not, not just the writing, the production. Like, you're a big fan of the production of this episode as yeah, well, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, the direction in particular. Um, it's directed by Brad Bird. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll chat about him, but uh, I, I really feel like, and watching this episode really highlighted it to me, I started looking a little bit more at his stuff and... When you talk about the great directors currently in the world, you talk about your Steven Spielbergs, you talk about your Christopher Nolans and James Camerons, those sorts of guys. I think Brad Bird, for his work in animation, needs to be held in that category. Um, it's a good name, Brad Bird. It is a good name. <laughs> um, but he's obviously worked with Pixar uh, after The Simpsons. You know, he, yeah. He's done um, The Incredibles. He did Ratatouille. He did Up. And, uh, Up's like one of the best of all time. Yeah. It's one of the ones that... 
I don't think kids like it so much, but adults really appreciate yeah, up. Yeah, well, crying in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Not just crying, bawling your eyes yeah. out in the first 10 minutes in almost an, an entirely silent sequence. Yeah. It's just incredible. You feel so sad for him. Uh, and, and he did my favourite animated movie of all time, The Iron Giant. You love that movie, don't oh, you? God, it's such a good movie. If, you, if you've never seen The Iron Giant and you're listening to this, go out and find it. But a man of that much talent directing a half-hour you know, or, or 23 minutes, whatever, Simpsons episode. Like, it, it just lifts this episode to another stratosphere in, in how good it is from start to finish. It's amazing. It's got a great three-act structure. It's got a great resolution. It, it's it's funny the whole way through. Uh, it, it's smart the whole way through. It, it's just brilliant. It's such a great episode. I think it's one of... It'd have to be... If I was going to do a list of the most underappreciated episodes, this would have to be one of them. Yeah, well and truly. It's so... I think season one's underappreciated. We say this quite often. It's they need to play the first season more often on television. You, you, they play it on Foxtel quite a bit. Yeah, but they never play just the on first Channel se- Ten. They on, never play yeah. them ever. It's, yeah, they always start at like season four or five. It's like they're like they're embarrassed to play the first episodes. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. For, for people listening outside of Australia, so Channel Ten is our network television. Foxtel's yeah, yeah. like our cable. Sorry, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, in sort of general network syndication, the old episodes virtually never come up. Um, Foxtel is our Sky for those UK listeners, and the, the remotes yep. are exactly the same, except they say Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, because when, when I went over there, I was like, I didn't know you guys had Foxtel, and then I realised it said Sky. Yeah, cool. It's exactly the same. Continue. Um, uh, well, you were talking about the um, the quotes. And, yeah. Well, sorry, we should... First, we'll do the quick cover off of the synopsis. So, Marge, Patty and Selma are coming around to the house to yeah. run through some slideshows of their holiday in Mexico or something. Yep. Yeah, Marge sends Homer out to uh, buy some ice cream. And I love how she calls him up at work. So, can you pick up some premium ice cream? Yeah. Like, Ooh, premium yeah. ice cream. <laughs> and then he realizes that it's a trap. Yeah, He's yeah. like, wait, why? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So, he picks up the ice cream at the Quickie Mart and... Krusty gets Krusty apparently robs mm. or doesn't have robbery, but we, it doesn't start off with Marge. It starts off with Krusty, obviously. Saying, well, yeah, yeah. And the, the kids showing their love for Krusty, and how yeah. Krusty's an idol for children. Yeah, one of the first times that we really see an in-depth look at the Krusty the Clown show. It is the first time I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Homer picks up, goes to Quickie Mart, picks up, and Krusty. We think it's Krusty robs yep. Quickie Mart. Um, Homer dobs him in, blah blah blah. Yeah, identifies him, and Krusty gets arrested. We, we don't realize he's framed at this point. Yeah, Sideshow Bob takes his role. Yeah, and then Bart we, can't handle this. Yeah, Krusty Bart, being his idol. Yeah, and Bart knows that something's up, so he looks into it with Lisa. The first real Bart Lisa detective sort of story. Yeah, their little duo. They realize that Sideshow Bob actually. Well, Bart realizes it in the end, but they realize that Krusty's been framed, and then Bart picks up that it was actually Sideshow Bob. Yep. Bob gets arrested, Krusty gets set free, and everyone's happy. Yeah. So that's the short synopsis. Yeah, that's basically how it works. But um, yeah, like we said, so many good quotes in this episode. Yeah, one of my favourites that was uh, really early on was where The Simpsons is commenting on what The Simpsons is itself. When, the dog, when, the, yeah, Marge yeah. is like, What a senseless violence. I don't understand its appeal. We don't expect you to, Mom. If cartoons were meant for adults, they'd put them on in prime time. Like you said, The Simpsons' way of just saying, we're not a kid's cartoon. Yeah. 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 They're still, yeah, I like that they're laying down the law. Don't write in with your letters of complaint. Because (laughs) it's not for kids. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is, but it's not. Kids like watching it. Yeah. I mean, there's a a prison rape joke in this episode towards the end. This isn't a kid's show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in in Krusty's song, what would you do if I was off TV? We'd We'd kill kill ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. also putting a gun to Krusty's head, like they do. Do uh, they? When the SWAT team raid into oh, his yeah, house, yeah, like, yeah. there's so much that they get away with that. Yeah, you, you couldn't possibly get away with in a kids show these days, or you certainly shouldn't. Like as far as you're the lawyers of a network, Family Guy might do it, but I, I think people people don't look at Family Guy as a kids' cartoon where The Simpsons yeah. is or yeah. was. A lot of people don't even realize The Simpsons is still on television. Yeah, I know. I think it's 
certainly back in the 90s, it was more viewed as a family show. Like, you could sit down and your parents would laugh at something, you'd laugh at something, you could watch it together. My, my mum remembers stuff from The Simpsons from the 90s because yeah. we used to watch it so much and she'd watch it with yeah. us. Yeah, I don't know that Family Guy ever had that. Um, fair, fair. Young kids would have sat down to watch it, but I don't think parents would have sat down with the young kids and probably vice versa. And if they did, they wouldn't let their kids watch it anymore, I think. Yeah. It's sort of... I don't want to hate on Family Guy because I don't hate the show. I've just never really got into it, but I sort of looked at Family Guy as that the middle child of South Park and The Simpsons. Yeah. It was a bit of The Simpsons, but a bit of South Park. Yeah. Not as bad as South Park and not as good as The Simpsons. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they take it to shreds? It's called The Cartoon Wars. No. It's fantastic. It's a two-parter, and after you watch that, you'll never be able to enjoy Family Guy ever again. What do they do? What's bad about it? Well, they just point out how stupid the writing on Family Guy is, that no joke actually connects back to the storyline. It's it's just just a throwback, throwback, throwback. So the idea was that all of the jokes on Family Guy are actually written by manatees. They have this big tank full of manatees <laughs> that grab three different idea balls <laughs> and put them into a tube. So I think it was like Paulie Shaw, Mexico, and something else, and that was how they write their jokes. Yeah, yeah. and I can completely and, understand how and it's happening. Bart Simpson has a cameo in the episode. Not, not obviously, it's South Park's version of Bart, but yeah, it's uh, he and Cartman team up to try and get Family Guy off the air. Did you see the Family Guy Simpsons crossover? Uh, no. Did you not watch it last no, year? No, no, was it earlier this year? Yeah, it was. It really highlighted the difference between the Simpsons and Family Guy. Okay, um, they did a prank phone call to um to Mo, right? Oh, but, yeah. um, Stewie and Bart. Yeah, and Bart does his usual joke pun. Yeah, like his name name pun, I should say. Um, and I think Stewie says something like, "Hey Mo, your sister's dead," or something like that, and then hangs up and he laughs, and it's like, I just don't. Th- it's just not funny. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, look, I, I I think Family Guy as it's gone on has gotten worse as well. Not not wanting to more crude. You mean? Yeah, like I. Yeah, more crude and less subtle. I thought that the first season of Family Guy was actually pretty good. Second was all right as well, but it it did drop off pretty dramatically, I thought. Um, As it got more popular, I think, it kind of appealed more to populist humour, which isn't necessarily what I like. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. Let's let's stop hating on Family Guy back into the episode. I thought it was funny that, like you said, Marge calls Homer at work to get get ice cream. Mm. She just randomly calls any phone at Homer's work. Yeah, and he'll answer it. And he'll answer it, and he's like, hello? She's like, oh, Homer. (laughs) <laughs> and, and neither are surprised that yeah. A-Homer answered and that Matt's Marge calling him. He's like, yeah. hey, homer can you get some ice cream? Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, I thought it was just funny. There's a, a cool little thing in there when he's shopping for the ice cream as well that he's getting excited by the chocolate flavors, like chocolate, double chocolate. Ooh, triple chocolate. I, don't, I um, didn't pick up on that. Well, the, that's because in the early 90s, that was a ridiculous concept. Like, oh, triple chocolate, that'll never happen. Oh, really? But, you know, obviously now today, you've got that many different flavors that triple <laughs> chocolate would exist. But it's not just triple exist. chocolate. There's so many different types of chocolate now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's you being the food connoisseur, name five different types of chocolate besides single, double, and triple. Uh, Bavarian, Belgian. Um, there'd be some sort of mocha probably thrown in there these days. There'd be a hazelnut chocolate that you could find. And chili chocolate. Chili chocolate. Yeah, yeah, they do that now. In chocolate infused with chili. It's delicious. Really? Where, where from? Just from here? In the uh, I think lint do it. Like you get your little lint chocolate so it's blocks. spicy chocolate. Yeah, it just has a little bit of an aftertaste kicking around on the tongue. It's really? Nice. <laughs> okay, then. I didn't expect you to be able to do that. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Homer, um, I, I think Apu has a couple of really good lines in the scene where Krusty uh, is robbing him. Mm. Well, first of all, when Homer rocks up, he goes, What's the matter, sir? Never have I seen you look so unhappy while purchasing such a large quantity of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, on that, I really liked Homer's... Um, buying snacks for himself and perhaps a few things for the walk to the register. Uh, I, I was in Melbourne last night. Uh, we, we went to see Dylan Moran and I was on my way back to the car. We walked past a donut shop and I was like, all right, let's um, we'll grab a donut for the drive home yeah. and maybe I'll grab a second one for the walk to the car. 
<laughs> and Ash had no idea what you were referring to? Uh, no, I wasn't referring to the episode. Oh, just that, that just was legitimately me. I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could probably fit one in between now and then. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. And then when um, Krusty's robbing Apu, he's like, Hand over all your money in a paper bag. Yes, yes, I know the procedure for armed robbery. I do work in a convenience store, you know. Also, uh, wh- you can emerge now from my cheaps. The opportunity to prove yourself a hero is long gone. The thing about that, though, is Homer pokes his head out through the chair. How did he get into the chair? <laughs> like, how did he get into that display? When they when they show that footage in the courtroom, I love how far Homer leaps. Like, he travels about five <laughs> metres to get into those. <laughs> and just disappears. Yeah. It's so good. It's very funny. What would you do in that situation? Exactly that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand when you see this footage of, you know, a convenience store robbery and the guys fighting back. What's the point? Yeah. Jump into whatever the nearest stand yeah. is and let them take whatever they want. <laughs> Just hide. Yeah. Let every man, it's every man for himself at that point. Yeah. It's not worth losing your life over some crisps. We don't need another hero at that point. No. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't realize, I, I wanted to ask at the start and then I realized it towards the end. Who mm. do you think voiced the spot when, or the scene or the, when Homer steps on the foot? Oh, I think, um, I think, think they Kelsey mentioned that? this, uh, that it was a mix between, in that uh, in that scene itself, it was a mix between some was Dan Castellanata and some was Kelsey Grammer, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, That's clever. It, it, I don't know if that was even intentional, to be honest. It, it does throw you off a little bit, like, particularly now when you're so used to Krusty's voice being what it is, that his voice changes a few times throughout this episode yeah. when he's going into the courtroom and he tells... it. Yeah, yeah, like... The, it was just odd. It was really strange. Um, I don't know if part of that was maybe Dan just hadn't settled on the voice yet, or mm. maybe it, maybe he recorded it out of order or something. Who knows? Well, but well, Krusty isn't very crusty in this episode in regards to his personal life. He's not living extravagantly, is he? I mean, obviously he's got this, the betting on the sports, but yeah. he's just eating. He's just he's not quite. He's not drink. lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we we missed something at the very start that I wanted to mention. The I didn't do it. Yeah. So Krusty was the first person uh, to use that quote. Not yeah. Bart. Yeah. True. Um, I, never, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on it until I went back and rewatched it. That was Bart's. You know, from Bart gets famous. Yeah. That's what he he goes on the Conan show saying I didn't do it. I stuff didn't do like it. that. Yeah. Just do it the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only I may dance. Sit perfectly still. <laughs> Only I may dance. Um, but Krusty was saying it, and he says it twice. Mm. Well, we we actually hear that he's doll saying it. He says it at the very start when he blows up Sideshow Bob in yep. the cannon. Then he says it when he's going into the courtroom. Yeah, but true. It's, it's in different a, context, it's, but yeah, different context. But it's the same quote. Yeah, and I thought it was it was something to sort of mention that I thought Bart was the first one to use that, but he mm. obviously wasn't. There was a the cool line from Bart that I liked actually just before he said that was when he walks up to him. He's like, "Say it ain't so." Now. I don't know if this is necessarily the origin of that, but it, it made me think back to there's a, a movie called Eight Men Out, which is about the White Sox um, scandal when they cheated in the World Series in 1918, um, for all you baseball fans out there. Yeah. And uh, there's a kid that walks up to Shoeless Joe Jackson, and he's, he's an absolute idol. He's like, say it ain't... Sh-, like, say it ain't... Sh- um, Shane ain't, ain't sure. Shane ain't sure. Gone old joysy. Um, yeah, like, say it ain't so. And I, I, it's a cool... If that was what they were riffing on, then it, it, it just was a really nice way of selling how much Bart idolises Krusty, that he can't bear to think that this is actually true. It's more so in this episode than any other, just how much Bart idolises Krusty. Yeah. Even in the episode Bart the Fink, yeah. he idolises Krusty, but not to this extent. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is like a true... It would destroy Bart's life. Yeah, and, and, and Homer real. knows this as well, because he goes, you, he's like a hero to you, yeah? You don't, yeah. Want, you don't want to watch the news then. Yeah. A funny quote in that scene, though, is when he walks in, Patty and Summer go... I missed the whole slideshow, Homer. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> How do you feel that Bill Cosby would go if Bart had idolised him so much? Would they have been able to help out? <laughs> what, what What is going on there at the moment? I haven't been following the story. Uh, I, I, know, I know the gist. It's nothing good. Yeah. Um, I think it's more and more looking like he really has just 
done a lot of bad things to a lot of different people, um, which is hard for me because Bill was a comedy idol to me. And, and I mean, look, purely from a comedy point of view still, it's, his, it's one of those things that you don't feel like you want to say his name out loud in public anymore, but that doesn't change the fact that I've spent many years laughing my ass off at all of his stuff. So I, I don't know where I'm at with Bill Cosby at the moment. I'm in the same situation with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, but, not, um, it's nowhere near as bad. I, I know no, no, that's racism is terrible, right? <laughs> yes, yes. But I think, but probably not as bad as as drug, there's a, there's a drugging and raping thirty odd women. There's a, um, yeah, the difference between saying that, referring to I said the word, the N word, referring yeah. to in the in the privacy of your own home, which is you shouldn't be saying anywhere, but referring calling black people that is terrible. You should never do it. Mm. But like you said, raping... Unless you're the President of the United States. Yeah, yeah. but raping... Get away with it. But the, but the context he used, it was bad. But yeah. <laughs> he's been fired from WWE and he's just been blacklisted from everything. They've cancelled a line of cards that were going to be coming out with him on it, a, car, a line of toys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. His career is ruined. Head spokesman for the KKK now, though, so that's <laughs> that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> he's, um, his career is ruined, but I can't... Could you Sorry, could you imagine him at a Klan rally... Just ripping the rope the same way he would rip off his, his Hulk Media shirts. We can't make jokes about that. We'll get in trouble. Okay. I'm making fun of the racist. I'm allowed to do that, aren't I? I don't <laughs> I so. agree with it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just I can't hate the guy. He's done, when, when they're your idol, you have, mm. do you feel like you have to differentiate their work with them as a person? Well, I really like Tom Cruise, so yeah, I'm going to say yes, because he's a nut job off camera with the Scientology and all that sort of stuff, but I don't care. People can be... Um, a few years ago, when Alec Baldwin went absolutely nuts at his daughter, um, yeah, uh, there, like there was that leaked voicemail of where he was yeah. just really berating her. Couldn't give a shit. I mean, I met Alec Baldwin in the street. I've mentioned this one on the podcast. He was... I won't say an ass. He was very blunt and very, like, you know, I don't have time to be talking to the public type. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. He's still entertaining in Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. Like, yeah. what he does off screen isn't going to change how much I enjoy it. I think you can still sit down and watch Mr. Mum or Suburban Commando <laughs> and feel safe knowing that at that time, it was okay. Mel Gibson's probably another one. Like He's ruined now, isn't he? Absolutely tainted in Hollywood. There's a, there's a really touching video of Robert Downey Jr. calling for people to forgive him. It was a few years back. Um, but, you know... I'm still going to enjoy Lethal Weapon just because Mel Braveheart. Gibson called someone sugar tits on the side of a road. Well, when I say someone, a police officer, probably not the wisest choice in the yeah. world. You'd get away with that to a waitress or someone at Hooters, but <laughs> not not someone who's trying to arrest you at the time. It was it was very wasn't it anti-Jewish or something? Yeah, he was anti-Semitic, very yeah. very heavily. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're on skating on thin ice with this entire conversation, yeah. but uh, but uh, you know it is what this episode kind of brings up of how far. Do you follow your idols? And if... I mean, the Hulk Hogan one is different. It's, you know, on tape. If you met one of those idols and they had told you I didn't do it, to what end would you go to believe them or try to exonerate them? And this has gotten very serious, actually. <laughs> but but I think that is an interesting, you know, kind of little sub-theme to the episode. And, and Bart must love Krusty a lot because... I think anybody watching that video footage is pretty sure that's Krusty robbing the quickie. Yeah, mark. definitely. He no, no one would have gone to the effort that he's gone to. The, the police certainly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I could steer the conversation back to safer ground. Yes. Um, there's the episode. A couple, yeah, the yeah, episode. There's a couple other things that we'd um, that have happened early in the episode that I really liked. Yeah. I liked how they showed just how far Krusty would go to sell out his himself, like with all of the Krusty branding and that sort of thing. 
they have Krusty brand pork. Now, Krusty obviously being Jewish. That's what I, th- I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that was really, really funny. Like, they obviously, I don't think that. But was he meant to be Jewish at this point? Like, had they decided that he was Jewish? That's the thing. They, I reckon they would have. Because Without I, commenting on it, like, I, I feel if he's not Jewish at that point, then it's probably not a joke. Yeah. The, the, I think that would be the only reason that it would be. And, you know, the fact that it gives him a heart attack just from talking about it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was pretty funny that, that, that you know, there's, he knows no bounds when it comes to money. Yeah. Um, my favorite crusty line of all time is, They drove a dump truck full of money to my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not made out of stone. Yeah. <laughs> I love the difference between what Krusty wants as merchandise and what Bob wants as merchandise as well. Yeah. What does Bob want? Like collector plates and coins. Yeah, commemorative plates and coins. coins and, and, yeah. <laughs> a little more highbrow. <laughs> that, that sounded not too bad. Uh, do, do, do another one. Um... We'll get to it later on. All right. Yeah. Once Bob's on TV, I'll try and think of another line. Uh, I, I love, though, when they're watching the news story, right? Yep. And Crushy's getting t- carted out of his house. His shoes are squeaking every time yep. he takes a step. Yeah, that would like, have been annoying as hell. <laughs> and, and his show airs um, at the same time as our Emmy Award winning show, Hobo Hank. I really like that. <laughs> I, I love the way that rival networks will will run stories about something that's either happened on their show, they'll they'll pre- it's basically just a promo for a show that they have, but yeah, they'll yeah. pretend it's news, or at yeah. the same time, if, if another network, that other network wouldn't report on it, yeah. but theirs will. <laughs> yeah. um, we get that in, in Melbourne a lot with our two papers. Like, I, I was flicking through The Age the other day, and I saw one of the headlines was, Andrew Bolt says something stupid. Like, yeah. it's purely... The, now, that could be a headline every week, admittedly, but yeah. And they, who is Andrew Bolt? Uh, Andrew Bolt writes for the Herald Sun, yeah. News, News Corp, um, we probably shouldn't bag him too much in case the guys from Fox ever do listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love it when news rival networks are just so quick to jump on the other person. Yeah. Uh, or the, on the other network, rather. I just love how Homer spells guilty. The clown is G-I-L-L-T-Y. Um, did you notice Krusty greeting the SWAT team with hey, hey, as well, when they bust into his house? No, I didn't. He's like, hey, hey, what is this? <laughs> like, it wasn't like the same enthusiasm, but yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Um, no, that's cool. And I also really liked Wiggum with... Send in the clown. Oh, and the sketch artist. Sorry. Now I'm just listing things yeah, just yeah, yeah. before we move on to the second act, I guess, of this episode. Um the the French sketch artist. Yeah. Like, it's a simple charcoal rendering, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy red hair. And yep. somehow he still draws the right picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on to act two. Now, should we mention the, the production element that they did with the start of each act here? Yeah. So this is one thing that Brad Bird incorporated where the first act begins on Krusty's face um, bursting through the banner in the on the TV show. So it's happy Krusty on top of the world. Yeah. The second act begins with Krusty uh, arrested or in jail, I think. It's, it's, it's the Krusty gets busted news yeah, thing. sorry. Yeah, that's right. So it's his another close up of his face, and then when they move into the third act, it's Bob. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of shows the powers, the power change, and the story structure by setting these up at the start. And then, again, this comes back to when you're watching that consciously at the very least, you're probably not going to realize it. Subconsciously, though, it is setting you up for where you're going to to, to go, and that's just one of the many things that's so great about the direction of this episode. And then if you are going to be super nerdy and delve into it like this, then, you know, then it's there for you to be able to Gives us something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. But again, like 1990 Americans sitting down watching this over family dinner, they're not noticing that. And, I, I didn't but notice I until that, they highlighted it. Really. Yeah, but I love that they're putting that in. Yeah. This news story is also the first appearance of one Kent Brockman. Yeah. The best news reader of all time. Yeah. Much better than Scott Christian. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love um, Reverend Lovejoy's rant in that news story. Yeah, yeah. Join me for a public burning. Yeah. He really um, goes a little bit... Uh, was it Jim Phelps? Is that the guy that had died? He's just one of those like crazy reverend types that, yeah. It reminds um, me of when the Beatles came to America and they burnt all their records. Yeah. There's also... Um, did that happen? 
They burnt they Beatles burnt records. Beatles records. Was rec- rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, they bought the thing is they bought records and then burnt them. Is, it, is that how the Beatles went platinum? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Your units are absolutely huge in Middle America. It's, it's because burn, it's, burn. It, it happened when um, Lennon made a reference saying that we're bigger than Jesus. Oh, okay. And then churches were like, "Damn him!" Yeah, right. Let's buy. The, let's make him money and then burn his stuff, <laughs> and then have to buy new ones and burn them as well. At, at the public burning also again, and I think maybe the third time this season shows that real mob mentality yeah. of um, of the Simpsons. And I like Homer's offhand comment of. Uh, but Dad, you're giving in to mob mentality. No, I'm not. I'm hopping on the bandwagon now. Come on, son, get with the winning team. But the Simpsons is based around mob mentality. So yeah. many times it happens, and. I never realized until I started reviewing just how many mobs I've seen. The Simpsons movie, that's yeah. a mob. Yeah, yeah. there's just mobs everywhere. Even, um, even just when like one person laughs derisively, everyone laughs. Like when it, it, it's never just there's never a dissenting voice in The Simpsons apart from the dental plan committee meeting. Yeah, <laughs> so, all opposed me. But yeah, it for the most him. part, everybody is. Um, everyone's on board with whatever the idea of the day is. I just love how Homer sometimes though doesn't quite get the joke until everyone else has finished getting it. Yep. Like, <laughs> mule. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even the joke, that part. But anyway, um, moving along. So, Krusty's walking to the courtroom. That's where you get the... T- say it isn't so, Krusty. So yeah. I didn't do it. So, he yep. used that quote again in a different context. Yep. Krusty has no makeup on. Now, I thought that the makeup yeah, was always there. That's obviously a gag that they hadn't settled on yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he looks like Rory B. Bellows at the point. At that point, yeah, he does look very Rory B. Bellows. <laughs> um, and the, in the courtroom, they did the the. I don't think I've seen it if any other time in The Simpsons. The slide transition, like okay, it's always just chop, cut, cut. Yeah, cut. it mostly it's is just slide, a snap cut. Yeah. How often does it slide across like that? Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and any any time in the courtroom, they use that 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 slide yeah. transition. Good courtroom scene as well. Like yeah. the, I, I really enjoyed that trial in Krusty. Um, all right, I can't read. Is that a crime? And then later on, all right, so I gambled on sporting events. Is that a crime? Yes. yes. <laughs> I just love that. What do you plead? Guilty, Your Honor. Oh, no, guilty. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Opening night jitters, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's happy to be in prison. Yeah. Not in prison, in, uh, in well, court. He's performing. I, I love what also, too, getting back to the Bob mentality thing, when yep. they're going to burn the toys. Marge has the quote, I've got it written here. Something like, these toys are adorable. Who would have thought they'd be inspired by an like, insane criminal genius? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you reckon that's a play on like marketing people, like um, that, 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 in, that criminal geniuses? Oh yeah, create these toys so the children buy them. Yeah, I'd take that. That's but yeah, reckon, I, I, that's, that's how I. Yeah, it a anyway. little double entendre. Is it? What, what, how did you read? Well, that? I mean, that's definitely an under like you know you you're um you're undercurrent of that joke. That's the adult side of that joke, or yeah. to a kid side of um things. It's it's that Marge is just instantly criminal genius. Like a stick up at yeah. a, a quickie mart. Like uh, that's, that's another that way to take it. Like it's, it's, it's such an exaggeration of who Krusty actually is. But she's just instantly gone to he's evil. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up too. Like it's another one of those. I didn't want to shit on the episode, but it's another one of those like over the top. It's sort of when Bart steals the head of Jebediah. Yeah, and how the the crowd goes. They want to kill the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's a bit ridiculous, but you know, just leave that to the side. Doesn't yeah, really of matter. course. Um, so back in the courtroom and we get that struggle again with um, a relationship with Bart and Homer. Bart's like, please dad, don't do this. Yeah, and, and Homer like, doesn't want to and yeah. he takes such a... Let the record show that the, <laughs> the witness eventually pointed at Krusty the Clown. Yeah, yeah. so Krusty obviously gets sent away. I love the lawyer. I knew it! This happens to me every time! Yeah, he... <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, obviously, before they had Lionel Hutz, that it would have been Hutz. Was, was Hutz wasn't in the series? No, yet, was yeah. He? Was no, he, he, has he been? Has he appeared yet? No, I don't believe he had appeared yet. But I think had this episode aired in like season five, Hutz would have been his lawyer. <laughs> um, 
I miss Lionel Hutz. It's the same. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, then Sideshow Bob replaces Krusty on the show. And I think it's funny that Lisa's now enjoying the Sideshow Bob well, show. You know, I was. it's really good that they made Sideshow Bob's version of the show better than Krusty's version of the show. Yeah. It's I like, would have sat down and watched Sideshow Bob's show. I was going to bring was this up. up. They should give Sideshow Bob his own web series. Can you imagine how many hipsters would watch that? Oh, yeah. That would be incredible. Imagine a five-minute web series every week. Can you imagine? And Kelsey would be totally down for it. We should it. get an email through to Kelsey's people. Yeah, that could be our thing. How good would that be? Yeah, a, a well, weekly web series of by Sideshow Bob. Let's say that we have to pay like ninety nine percent royalties. If we just made one percent <laughs> of those profits, we'd be set for life. Imagine like it's a sort of like a what's that guy that the British guy that does the um it's like a John Stewart kind of show. Yeah, what's, what's his what's the guy's name from England? Uh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, that but Sideshow Bob. Yep. It'd be amazing. His, what's a, this week tonight or this, something? This week tonight. Yeah, yeah. So this week or something. Anyway, I find it annoying that there's an, the Australian guy's trying to do John Oliver. What's his name? Charlie Pickering. Oh, yeah. Look, Charlie Pickering has lost me. Oh. I just, what fuck is he, me, man. You're a he, comedian. Yeah, what is he doing? He's just, he's disappeared that far up his own asshole that he just is a shadow of what he used to be. He, th- anyway. he thinks he's amazing. Yeah, he does. I, I hate John Oliver. What's great about John Oliver is he John Oliver does not appear to really love John Oliver. Yeah. Charlie Pickering at the moment really loves his work. Uh, I yeah. hate that. Uh, I feel like yeah, like his his attitude is you will like this because yeah. it's great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, look, if you're if you're listening to this from another country, you can be s- thankful that you're being spared. But if you just imagine like the most self-righteous comedian that you possibly can trying to sit down and and report on you know, as you said, do a Daily Show style program. It's, oh man, it it just comes across as this bullshit, over the top liberal um, preaching that yeah. that isn't like I'm a fairly liberal guy, but I oh, he just annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for discussion for another yeah. episode. Uh, this, this is a good sort of transition. Actually, he comes across. Would you say smarmy? Yeah, yeah, very smarmy. Now, who else comes across smarmy? Such a Bob? No, Lisa. No. When she makes oh, Bart yeah, say, okay. "You're smarter than me." Yeah, that's pretty funny. I need your help. You do? Why? Well, come on, Lise, you know why. No, why? I'll never forgive you for making me say this, but you're smarter than me. <laughs> so, are you with me? Yeah, man. Lisa is really smart, but she she is really smarmy in this first season. So many times she's, you can tell she knows she's smarter and she just likes to think she's, yeah. she, just, she likes to think she's smarter. Yeah, but she does she, genuinely work with Bart well in this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the first time that they work together at all. Um, throughout the season, like the first time they're really on the same page fighting for the same goal. Yeah. It's, um, it's like who who would can you think of anyone that would want to do this to Krusty? I know who would. He's best friend in the whole wide world. So I show Bob. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back to the actual show of, yeah. of Bob. I, yeah, so he immediately picking up the things like you know reading out to children. I, I um I can't remember what the book was that he's reading, but he's so the Iron the Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah he's so so passionate about it, and, and then, the kids are. Just, on every word. Yeah. Now that wouldn't happen in reality. Oh, no, you no, couldn't no. make a show, obviously, where the, where kids would. Be, but I would if that show if that show was made for children. You would get twenty seven year olds watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's, 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 an, it's an adult every kids show. Every time we say goodbye, <laughs> I die a little. Wouldn't it get old though if you sang that in every episode? Well, it's different songs, but there's yeah. a number of standards out there. But how, how many different goodbye songs are there? Well, it doesn't have to be Taylor, Taylor Swift's album. <laughs> Taylor Swift's career. Yeah. Maybe we should get Sideshow Bob singing Taylor Swift songs. That would be YouTube views. Yeah. I don't know how we would. But, um, <laughs> we can do your impersonation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll work on that. All right, right now, I want Sideshow Bob singing Shake It Off. Do it. Uh, I, you know, I legitimately don't know Just that. Just say Shake It Off. Um, <laughs> I, 
you've put me really heavily under the spot. I let's, love Let's forward this. sell this one for, for next time. All I right will, for, as a web series, or not not as a web series, but we'll put this up on the, the, on the Facebook page. Because if I'm going to do this, I want to do this one properly. I don't yeah, want to yeah. do this as a bad impression. I will work on Sideshow Bob doing Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> okay. And we'll, we'll put up a YouTube video of that um, maybe in a week or so. And it's the first time we see Bob singing on the show. Yeah. And that was, a. I think we mentioned, not in a podcast, we mentioned this on one of our videos, that uh, in our top 10 Sideshow Bob moments. That Check it out on YouTube now. Yeah, please do. That uh, Well, not pause this and then do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was part of why Bob actually, uh, why Bob, that was part of why Kelsey Grammer um, got the role. Like one of the, I think it was Sam Simon had called him up. It was like, you know, he... He'd worked with him in the past, and Kelsey would just love singing all these old standards on the show. And they're like, "Hey, we've got this character. By the way, would you, you know, would you be happy to do that?" And he's like, "Of course." Um, do you know he wasn't originally the first person cast for Bob? No, I didn't. Who yeah. was James L. Jones? Okay, that could have uh, also worked. Yeah, um, I'm just trying, trying to envision Bob as James L. Jones. Yeah, like. so they obviously wanted that joke of going from slide whistle, slide whistle, and then this big booming yeah. theatric voice. But I don't think James L. Jones, like you said, could have put the theatrics into it like such a, uh, like Kelsey Grammer did. I, I don't know if he could have put the comedy into it. No. Nah. Like, James James is phenomenal, but um, look around you, children. Everything the spotlight touches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't think it would have worked. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, certainly not in the same way. No. It would have been I, funny at the, at the instant that it happened. Yeah. But they wouldn't, I don't know that he would have been able to pull off the same recurring character and the same villainy and, and, absolute ridiculousness that Kelsey Grammer can do in his stride. You'd swear that the Bob character was written for Kelsey, wouldn't you? It's just... It's just about. It's, 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 it's basically just Frasier. For it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, there's so little delineation between Bob and Frasier, and it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's an evil Frasier. Yeah. So moving on to Act 3. Now, what does Act 3 start with, Mitch? Uh, Close-up of Sideshow Bob's face? The poster, I think it is, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and they're saying... I love, I love how they, they want Bob to sign off on the merchandising rights and everything so they can create all this stuff yep. and then the kids walk in and he's like oh I'll just speak to these children he's like that's okay we can sign the contracts tomorrow yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when that happens you know when, something bad's about to happen yeah but also like when Bob's in charge that even the lawyers are nice people yeah like every, everyone's just getting along so well and they're all yeah the, 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 the evil kind of sharkery of television has gone out with it, gone out of it do you think Springfield would have been better had Krusty stayed framed and never got out of prison the show certainly would have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if all of Springfield would have been. Bobby's still evil. But you don't want him out of prison for a very long time. But, that's but it. He never would have wanted to kill, kill Bart. That's it, yeah. yeah. But he wouldn't have been evil like he is in the show because the only reason he is is because of what Bart does in this episode. Yeah, that's true. But then we never would have got Cape Fear. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Would you say the best episode of all time? By far. Oh, very close. Very, very close. Yeah. Your God, only move twice is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, so I'm throwing, you're throwing me up. Oh, we forgot to mention the, um, the Barton Lisa detective scene with that, the quickie mart and Apu's like, oh, yeah. Apu's scared when they walk in. <laughs> yeah. Just the, just the doors opening is enough for him to jump down and then, uh, but he's not scared when, during the robbery, but he's scared after. But he's scared after. Post-traumatic stress. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I love how Apu just so quickly turns back into Apu with like, this is not a lending library. <laughs> if you're not going to buy anything, then put it down or I'll blow your heads off. <laughs> Another sign that The Simpsons is not a kid show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Bart, but Bart's, he, oh, Bob gives him free tickets to go to the show. Yeah. And Bart and Lisa are sitting in the crowd and he invites Bart onto the stage. He sees that he's troubled. He sees that he's troubled. Yeah. Like, he's, he's being genuinely oh nice. Dear. What, I've what, noticed what? that there's a troubled boy in our yeah. midst. But how did Bob not get his own show? Anyway, yeah. well, we do know because he got sent to prison. Yeah. But he, um, and then at this point, how good is the production when Bart realises? I, I love even, like, it almost turns into Oprah. Like, yeah. According to... Uh, Dr. Phil. This is a nice little segue into a new segment dealing with uh, adolescent stress that I like to call 
choices. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's a great character. Um, so, yeah, so he, Bart's saying, oh, I think he was framed. And Bob's immediately like, ooh, what do you mean framed? What are you, mm. what are you trying to say? And then he says the whole... Firstly, it's the pacemaker and, near the microwave. And what, what ah, is the, yes, Bart, but Krusty was never one to listen to doctor's orders. Yeah, and then number two is the, the magazine. Yeah. And um, what, what is it? It's the, the uh, Springfield... Um, uh, Springfield Shopper? No, the Springfield Book Review or uh, Springfield Review of Books or something along those yeah. lines. I think it's the Springfield Book Review. Okay. And he, and yeah. he says you don't need to be able to read yeah. to enjoy... Ah, you book. don't need to be able to read to enjoy the Springfield Book Review. Have a look at these delightful caricatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every base covered. And then he says, I've got big shoes to fill. Yeah. And, and then it's almost like a usual sp- suspects moment. Yeah. Of, like just that line in the trigger moment with Bart. And then a very... Um, I like for, that they use the same voice as well for when Homer steps on his foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when Bart pulls out the yeah. hammer and, and tests it, is yeah. it um, conveniently Homer just plays on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a clown show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it, it was actually, I mean, for an animated show, a pretty complex little sequence of flashbacks, and then they they had um, the visual metaphor of shoes. Ac- oh, sorry, of feet, f- sort of animated feet going into well, silhouettes of feet going yeah. into the mouth. So obviously. Bob has put his foot in his mouth by yeah. saying the big shoes to fill line uh, as it just repeats over and over, big shoes to fill. Well, he doesn't repeat it, but fill. it's just in Bart's yeah, head. In Bart's head, yeah. But yeah, very, very, very cool. And I'd like that as much as Bart and Lisa, you know, the Bart and Lisa dynamic that Lisa was the smarter one, but it's Bart that figures it out. He had his, has his moment of realisation that um, that little boy that always believed in Krusty. Yeah, yeah. And, and Krusty soon forgets him though. He saves him, but later on he's just like, I don't know you kid. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think it's... Oh, of- so the other thing that I love, like he proves it and then cut to the, po- uh, the police station. Um, and they're all hanging out eating no Just nuts. watching it. <laughs> and they're like, huh, the kid's right. Yeah. How do you figure we missed that? <laughs> I think it's um, funny though that Sideshow Bob's a, a host of a TV show, yet he's still wearing no shirt. Wearing no shirt. Oh, like, yeah. Why yeah, is he still... True. I thought of all the things he could have changed, wouldn't he have worn a suit? Perhaps a, perhaps a smoking jacket. <laughs> just anything. Yeah. Oh. He, he fixed everything else up. I just thought the show would have been... He needed to get out of his Sideshow Bob get up. I think that's the only way I couldn't quite take him seriously in that role. Yeah, because but part, he's still of, part of that side- contrast I like, though, that he's still dressed like an idiot, but he's so intelligent. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is funny, but I just thought that he hated being that sidekick. You wouldn't yeah. think you would have gotten out of that clothes? Yeah, that I guess. In, yeah. Maybe it's merchandising rights. Possibly. Maybe Bob is dressed by... Um, what are they called? The grass skirts. Grass skirts. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Something skirt. <laughs> anyone listening from Hawaii? <laughs> if not, do you know anyone in Hawaii? Send them the link to this, and then they can listen and answer it. If you're listening to us nice from Hawaii, we'd community. love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the episode. I best aloha. Episode. Yes, and aloha. Yeah. <laughs> End episode. So that's the best episode of season one. Yeah, by far. Uh, yeah, a really, really great episode. Um, as I said, for me. So much of it comes down to the writing and, and Brad Bird. This, this was, I mean, performances are good and Kelsey's so great, but it's You can just, tell he enjoys being Bob, can't you? Yeah. But definitely Bob's a very scripted character and it's more that Kelsey just elevates that script to another level, whereas some of your other guest stars come in and it's like a Ronnie Dangerfield type just goes nuts being Ronnie Dangerfield. Kelsey goes nuts in character. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very cool. So let's get into some, um, to our trivia. Yes. Uh, now you said you've got a couple of questions yes. for me. You asked, do... you asked one first. Let's go one. one each, one each. Yeah. All right. Um, Krusty yeah. uh, in prison, uh, mm-hmm. or sorry, in his prisoner's garb, he has a little prison number. I didn't pick up one. Okay. The prison number is A113. Uh, okay. Can you tell me the significance of that number? A113 is it a Simpsons reference. Nope. It's a Brad Bird reference. Um, 
No. No? It actually has its own Wikipedia page if you look up A113. Really? Uh, A1113. Um, so, it was Brad Bird's classroom number, um, and he snuck references into all manner of shows. So, in, really? uh, it's in Toy Story. It's in... Uh, well, it's, everything that he's done has got an A, yep. um, A113 in there somewhere. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. Yeah. My question is... The shot of Sasha Bob throwing the pie in Krusty's face when Krusty punches yeah, him back. Yeah, punches him. God, that's funny. <laughs> that, that that appeared as a motion card in a set found in which Australian product? Ooh. In the 90s. Was it Tarzos? No. That, that's, not, that's not... No, in which product was it released? Like, oh, where did you find um, it? Okay, yeah. okay. So, where would I have got it from? But it was um, as motion cards about, say, yep. three inches long. So, like, it would have been a chip packet or a crisp packet, if you're listening from elsewhere, I'm going to... No. You're shaking your head at me. Well, I, okay, well, I'm it's, wrong, because I was going to guess it's, Sandboys. It's, it's that big... No, it's sort of that big... Uh, Kellogg's cereal. Oh, okay. I've got it in cereal. I, I see it one in, in Fruit Loops. Yep, okay. So, I've still got, I've still got that one card. That's how I know it's it's from Kellogg's, because it says Kellogg's on the back. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's cool. Good question for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now my other one is also Brad Bird based. Okay. Because uh, I was just geeking out on Brad Bird this morning, basically. You're going to love my next question, too, by the way. All right, good. Um... Uh, Brad Bird directed one other episode of The Simpsons. What was it? Only one other one. Mm-hmm. Is it a really good one? Yes. Is it a Bob one? No. It's a crusty one, though. Bart the Fink. No. Like Father, Like Clown. Oh, yeah. That's a really Herschel. good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a good director. How's he only done two of his so good? Uh, I, well, I guess... Too busy? He was probably busy with Pixar at this time. Like, you know, they were, uh, more as a producer at that, at that, that early stage. They were like stage, getting but, Toy, yeah. Toy Story ready at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was a long process for them. Do you remember when oh. Toy Story came out? That was huge, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, I, I still to this day could recite virtually the entire script of Toy Story from how much I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's it's not so much that we, it's the nostalgia value that we like it so much. It still no, it's stands good. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. such a good movie. It's, it's just a great movie. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's great storytelling. Yeah. It makes sense that Brad Bird did it. Again, with The Iron Giant. That's why I love that so much. It's not because I watched it when I was a kid and went, this is fantastic. I watched it for the first time when I was 22 and went, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My second question. The close-up shot of Krusty behind bars in Act 2 yep. was an homage to the 60s UK show The Prisoner. Okay. Which in 2000... The Prisoner or just Prisoner? The Prisoner. Okay. The Prisoner was an Australian show. Okay. The women in prison. It says right. The Prisoner. I always thought okay. that was set in England, but okay. Yep. What, the, what did I say? No, no, no. The, I thought Prisoner, the one you, the Australian one. I thought I might that be was... Set, might be, oh, maybe it is set Who in England. Knows? I thought it was Australian. Anyway, it could be wrong. Probably is set in England. I just see butch women and I think that they're English. <laughs> <laughs> which in 2009, rumours began circulating of a film adaption. Okay. Uh, which director was rumoured to be taking the director's chair? In 2009, who would have been doing a film adaptation of The Prisoner? What was it, Brad Bird? No. Okay. Um, just because you said I was going to yeah. love this question. Um, well, can you give me a? Can you give me some form of clue without giving it away? Um, he's a very well-known director. Oh, well, that helps. <laughs> he'd be in. He'd be in top five directors of our time. Top five of our time since in like the two thousands. Two thousands. Okay. So, um, yeah, Brett Ratner. No. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't want to say Christopher Nolan because that's not going to be right. It's Christopher Nolan. Fuck off. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, look it up. Wow. Look up the prisoner okay. Facebook page, uh, your Wikipedia page. He was the rumored director for the, the film adaption. That's crazy. That's why I said you would love it. Yeah. It's not going to be Christopher Nolan because that'd, yeah. be, that'd be wrong. That'd be ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that, okay. was, that was the rumor anyway. Yeah, all right, cool. According to Wikipedia. Well done. Well done to your trivia, yeah. Dan. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode? Um, I learned that uh, when it went in doubt, add more gunpowder. Yes. Yeah. Well, I learned the, the spelling of guilty. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the episode. That's right. If you guys, what we're going to do now is transition to what we've been doing for the last week, just having a bit of a chit chat about our lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get into some shout outs and just get some impersonations that people are sent in out of the way. Yep. So if you're not interested in listening to that, that's please, fine. That's fine. You've we, stuck around this far. Yes, we appreciate it. If you like the show, please, as We've, we said, like we still get the clicks and the downloads, yes. and that's all that matters to check, us. Check out all the other episodes on torrentlist.tv or wherever you're finding this podcast. Like we said, if you're not finding us on torrentlist.tv, please tell us where you are finding this episode. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have a marketing or an R and D department, so yes. you just need to tell us. We we'll have to know where we should be pay- who we should be paying the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, also, check us out on YouTube. All the videos are also available on torrentlist.tv. So it's t o r r e n t t h i s dot tv. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate that as well. Yep. And just send us a message. Tell us what you think about the show. We'd love to hear what you guys think because I guarantee you, every message you send to us, we've got the little symbol up on our page saying that we're 100% responsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really fast responding. And within about 20 minutes, I think. No, no, within three minutes. Three minutes, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's, that's not a fact that Big should be advertised to, to my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so if you message us, guaranteed one of us will respond to you within like five minutes if we if we find it. Providing we're awake. Yes. I'm, yeah. I mean, we're, we're crossing time zones here. We do wake um, up sometimes. We love waking up to messages, so... Yeah, nice messages. Yes. I, I like waking up to a compliment to start my day. <laughs> yeah. Better than a cup of coffee. And, and if, you, if you guys think we're doing something wrong or we're not doing something... If we're doing something you don't appreciate, tell us. We'd love to know what you guys think. So yeah, yeah. Send us a message, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube channel. More importantly, tell your friends. Yes, share it around. Get tell more listeners. Yes, we'd love to know what you guys... We'd love to. We'd love more people listening to the show. Yeah. Now, we're going to kick off. I would like to kick off if we could. I, I put a call out through the week, um, and I want to start making this a recurring thing if I can, but um, to tell us your favorite joke. Yeah. Now, um, now you, you, you thought the jokes were bad, but I'm like, you didn't say... Witty jokes, like I. What well, doesn't they, have to be witty? I they, just, they, I just they, want to laugh at it. They, 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 these are my ridiculous. I, I like shit, not not shitty jokes, but just jokes that are so bad that they're good. That's my kind of humor. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're a stand-up comedian, so you don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I would hardly call myself a stand-up comedian. I have done it before, but I am more of a. I'm a connoisseur of stand-up com- yeah. comedy, but all comedy. I don't care what it is. But okay, so some of the I, ones I, that were I, sent I, through. Oh, funny. Yeah. What kind of key opens a banana? A monkey. That was Tatey Cake. That was yeah. Tatey Cake. Now, uh, Manic Lalanthi uh, shot through with, um, why can't you trust an Adam? Because they make up everything. <laughs> now, they're they're on the podium, but they're not number one for me this week. Um, my favourite was from Jeff Edmonds, who took time, Edmonds pies. took time out from the bakery. <laughs> I can't wait to taste an Edmonds pie. To send through this hilarious uh, little shticklet. Um, I bought a pair of shoes from my drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> Boom. Congratulations, Jeff. Now, I mentioned to him, I don't know if this had come from this or not, but that joke to me felt very much like Mitch Hedberg. Um, If you're out there, if you enjoyed that joke, I highly recommend looking up some of Mitch Hedberg's stuff. Um, One of my favorite lines of his is, uh, escalators can never be broken. They can only become stairs. If escalators aren't (laughs) working, they should put up a sign that says, sorry for the convenience. It is true, yeah. Um, but so future weeks, when I'm calling out for these jokes, to, to give you guys an idea of what I would really love, because I, I, I enjoy reading out a joke very much. And if there's a joke where I can act through the joke, that's the sort of stuff that I really like. So Have I, people got time to sit there and type a joke that you can act with? That, that yeah, sounds like well, it's... copy and paste. I don't care if it's not yours. Yeah, okay, Just okay, grab okay. it from somewhere. So the one that I want to do, this is my joke of the week. Um, it's a classic as well. So, you know, you might have heard this before. You might not have. Um there's a couple old guys sitting around a retirement village and, and a younger person has come and, and, you know, they're just spending time and they're recounting tales. And one of them says to the other one, Nigel, tell, tell young Adam here about that, uh, the time that you were trekking through the, the Sahara hunting that great white tiger. 
And the man turns and says, Oh, it was hot. It was the longest, most arduous week of my life. I remember we'd saw nothing for seven days, and we were about to pack up the expedition and go home, when finally I see, as we're going back to camp, there's a rustling in the bushes. I turn, and this great thing leaps upon me. I could feel the breath of the beast as it was bearing down and let out this frightful roar. I shit myself. Adam says, well, that's... It's understandable yeah. you're in that situation. I'd have probably done the same. So, no, not then, you fool. Just now, when I went... <laughs> <laughs> I could tell it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'd love to know what you guys think about Mitch's joke. Yeah. Is it better than Edmund's pies? Yeah. I've, um, <laughs> I've got a whole list of classics that I've, I'll be lining up over the next few Ed, weeks. I'm Ed, really looking forward to when I tell, get to tell the Bavarian cream pie joke. It's one of my favourites of all time. What happens if someone says they didn't like the joke? Are you going to be upset? No, I don't care. It's not mine. So <laughs> I, it really doesn't faze me. Your delivery was atrocious. <laughs> well, if you get upset at the delivery, then you, then I will take umbrage. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can be as bad as the Bleeding Gums Murphy impersonation. No, no. That was the low point of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, I've had two people listen to the show come up to me and they go... That impersonation of bleeding gums was terrible. You know, I've been trying <laughs> to figure out a way to do that for such a long time. Like, I've been playing around with microphones, like, I put my hand over the microphone like that a little bit, and I was still trying does, to... It still doesn't work. No, well, that's not being bleeding gums, oh, but okay. I was like, I can get a little bit deeper if I do that, and yeah. maybe that's going to be the key. But that's going to be... There's going to be weeks of practice for me to be able to get into it. What I do when I go this way is more turn into a Darth Vader with yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dando. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you know what that, that that reminds me of? That that voice that the the um. Have you watched Friday the, the Lung Cancer? Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, the original Friday the Thirteenth. You, know, you know the music yeah. there. Yeah. The, <laughs> do you know what that is? Uh, that's the mother. Saying, James L. Jones. That's the mother saying, "Kill her." <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Ah, old Mrs. Varese. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty bitch. Voorhees, not Varese. It's pronounced Varese. No, it's not. Every if you go watch the first scene of Scream, they they pronounce Mrs. Voorhees. Really? Yeah. Well, I apologise if that's true. <laughs> I, my whole life I've said Voorhees. I mean, look, I'm I'm basing that off what Skeet Ulrich says, and that's not a good way to live your life. But I'm pretty sure that that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Now let's get into the impersonation that was sent in this week. Yeah, yeah. This was a really good one. That was Susan sent through Pline. from Susie Pline. Susie, did you call her Susie? Oh, well, Susie. Yeah, Susie. I like yeah. Susie. Suze. Yes, she um she was obviously driving when she sent this in, but um, let's play it first. Yep. Hi, guys. This is Susie or Susan Pline. Um, I wanted to do a few impersonations for you. Uh, the first one I wanted to do is um, is Ralph Wiggum when in Lisa on Ice when he is awarded an academic alert because he's failing English. Ralph replies, "Me fail English? That's impossible." Another of my favourites is in the same episode, Lisa on Ice, which actually is my number one favourite episode of all time, where um, Lisa has the mouth of a teamster and she yells, Hack the bone! Hack the bone! I can't think of any others right now, but I just wanted to submit those ones, so um, I hope you enjoyed them. Thanks, guys. Any woman should be able to do the Ralph impersonation. Much easier than a man can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't do it. I'm no, my voice yeah. is far too deep. If there are any women out there that can do a bleeding gums impression, yeah. then I want to hear from yeah. you. <laughs> Muddy waters. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was I was really impressed with not so much just the impersonation of Lisa, but the choice. It's just not a... And if someone says I'm doing a Lisa Simpson impersonation, 
very rarely would they choose a quote where she doesn't sound like Lisa Simpson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's such a cool, cool line. She she left out the little bit in front of it as to why. Like it's so brutal that like yeah. Ralph Wiggum shins exposed. Yeah, Ralph Wiggum, poor yeah. Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> do you like the character of Ralph, or do you feel he's just there for a joke? Uh, he's just there for a joke. He's it's, a punchline character. He's a lowbrow character, and I'm a highbrow kind of guy. Yeah, he um he he does get some episodes sort of dedicated to him. Not very often. How fucking up myself. I'm bagging Charlie Pickering. How up myself did I just sound? <laughs> no, yeah, like Ralph. Ralph's funny, but it's it's like snack food. It's it's not you know there's there's no real depth to anything that ever comes out of Ralph. There's no there's no second purpose to what he says. It's just funny. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know what you're getting when you get a Ralph. You're yeah. Sort of. There's no. Uh, they tried it once in later seasons where they had Willie live with the with the Simpsons, mm. and Willie's another one of those characters where when you see too much of him, he's not funny anymore. Yeah. You know, in, he's there for the punchline or doing something obscure that's random and yeah, funny. Yeah, needs but to be in short bursts. When the episode, there's, there's Gil as well. They had a whole episode about Gil, and just I hate it when they get the sub sub characters and try to make them. Because they've run out of ideas, so they try to dedicate episodes to them, and the, the characters don't have that much substance to them. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I, I don't like when they do that. But anyway, so thank you, Susan, for sending, or Susie, for sending in that impersonation. Yep. Do you want to try a Lisa impersonation? Um, on the spot. On the spot. Uh, what's a good line from Lisa? Oh, God. Are you, you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Look, I, well, I'm, I'm under do, no... Do, do a comic book guy, because at least you can do that one. I'm under no pressure to get Lisa right. Um, comic book guy, uh, get a candy... Uh, gotta that that sounded like Lou. Yeah. <laughs> comic book guy. Lou. Um, well, this is, the, this is the one I've already done the video, but I returned to my comic book store yeah. where I dispense with the insults. <laughs> that, that, that's my key. Like, that's my phrase to get into comic book guy. You can see Mitch's face when he does that impersonation. It's great. Yeah, you got to really get your... you got to get your lips out. <laughs> that, that's Lou again. It was. <laughs> I've, I've, that's a, that was better than when I actually tried to do Luke. Yeah. <laughs> that's my mistake. It's probably because they're both Hank Azaria voices. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I try to channel Hank and then yeah. I go into other places. Um, Lisa. Uh, yeah. No, Lisa, I'm not going to admit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, should we... Do, we've, got, we've gone for an hour. Do you want to get into what we've been doing for the past week? We went to the snow, didn't we? Yeah, we did go to the snow. Now, um, the snow I don't care about. It's what happens at the snow. And um, look, this is a story where I don't come off in the best of lights. Um so we went to the snow because my wife's never been to the snow. I've never before. been to the snow before. And you've never been to the snow before. That was a fact I didn't realize. Mm. Um and like it was just a basic, you know, toboggan run and that sort of thing. We weren't fully skiing or snowboarding. I, or I love the like setup. That. The setup was we go to the ski hire place, which is about 5k's before you get to the snow where the yeah. is. Yeah. Like I was just up the road turn right. Yeah, yeah, but, but 20 the, minutes yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> but the woman at the counter cuz I said oh, I don't need this, don't need that. She goes, "I oh, know it's really cold." I'm like, "Okay." And she goes, "And it's snowing, so you're going to need this." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever, whatever." Yeah. We get to the the booth where you drive through to like, the main gate. Yep. Hey guys, um, so <laughs> so there's been no snow. It's all man made. Um, the... By the way, guys, the ski lifts are closed. There's no walkthroughs open. The and trails no are closed. Snow. Yep. And, no snow. and it's too windy, so we had to shut down the flying fox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have fun. And I'm like, oh my. That'll be fifty four dollars fifty, please. <laughs> so we um so we get up there and I, funny I got out of the cart because I'd never seen snow. I didn't know what it looked like when it was actually snowing. Yeah. So I get out of the cart. And it was hurting my face. I'm yeah, like, it was, and I said, "Why does snow hurt?" Nicola goes, "Cause that's hail." Yeah, yeah, that was less like nice, soft, flaky snow. Like that wasn't like Home Alone kind of dun, yeah. dun, 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 snow. Yeah. It was like demon fucking frozen water flying at your face because it was so windy. Just like it's like jumping in front of the fan. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, um, but fun. Had, yeah. had a hell of a lot of fun. Got through the day unscathed for the most part. Yeah. Until, well, do you want to tell people what happened on the way back to the car? Well, we all had a fall. I don't know whether your mate Tom had a fall. Nicola had a fall. Ash had a fall. 
I had a fall. If my mate Tom had a fall, my sister was probably there to break it. To oh. be perfectly honest. What's going on there, man? <laughs> so we, yeah, we all had a fall, and like when you fall on snow, this snow wasn't real snow, so it hurt. Yeah, it was, it was hard. hard snow. And and getting towards the end of the day, and Mitchell's the only one hadn't fallen. Yeah. Fallen. Yeah. yeah and we're, we're literally sure-footed as a mountain goat. We're ten feet from the car park. We're yep. to leave. Mitch straight. No, you fell forward, didn't you? No, I was uh, back. So foot went forward. Body just went horizontal. It and was, was like, you didn't know how to react. You're like, my wrist hurts. My foot it hurts. Fucking <laughs> hurt. Because I, you said that it hurt to fall on snow. I didn't fall on the snow. Oh yeah. I fell on an asphalt path yeah. with black ice <laughs> over it, and it wasn't a case of. Like, you know, it wasn't like my foot slipped and I thought, oh, hang on, I'll try and correct myself. Now I've gone down. It was walking, walking, walking. Suddenly I was horizontal and then boom, yeah. on the ground. Like, I, I, it, it was just a happens. split second. And I didn't know what had happened until after it had happened. And I took all of my weight on my left wrist. And yeah. just, just, you know, watching anyone fall on snow is hilarious. How funny was Nicola when she couldn't get a balance going down towards the slope? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, was, she did, like, if you imagine an old lady. <laughs> Where like her 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 bath mat has been taken out and there's a little bit of soap on the floor and she's just taking tiny little steps. That was basically Nicola trying to get out. And of- the, the funny thing was Nicola's like, "No, I've got myself." And what happened was I had my foot in front of Nicola, like so in front of her feet, so that she wouldn't fall because she, yep. she was sideways going down trying to get a balance. Yeah. And she goes, "No, I've got it now. It's all right." I'm like, "If I move my foot, you're going to fall down." She goes, "No, I won't." I move my foot slightly. She went straight on her ass again. So yeah. <laughs> like she, Nicola's just... you think someone from the UK would be able to walk on ice or walk on snow and know how to do it, but mm. terrible. Yeah. One thing Nicola does do good is make a good snowball. Yeah, yeah. She was really good at doing that. Packed them in tight. Yes. Um, I Now, but anyway, so at the time you asked me uh, a question about falling over before. Uh, like, had I ever had a, a, a... What was my most embarrassing fall? Oh, yeah. And I said that I didn't want to tell you at the time because I wanted to bring it up now. Yeah. So, this is... Um, not something I would normally... Uh, this isn't information that I would really normally volunteer out to um, potentially thousands of people. <laughs> but whatever. Millions listening at home. Billions. I was uh, 15 years old and I was at the movies. I was up in Queensland. Um, I had to, uh, to to set the scene. Basically, there's a long corridor and all the cinemas run off to the left of that corridor. At, at the start of that corridor as you're walking in, um, there was a toilet on the right. A little handrail okay. and toilets down some stairs. Uh, my cinema was at the very end, like the opposite end of the um, corridor. So we were in during the previews, needed to go. Um, as I'm sort of trotting my way down, jump over the handrail because it's a little bit quicker. Now, there's a bit of a ramp as well. So on that jump, my feet were going over lower than my hands, um, swinging them over to the right. Um, go to the bathroom. On my way back out, I was going to walk the whole ramp, but I saw some fairly attractive girls <laughs> about my age walking up. And if there's one thing that we all know impresses a 15-year-old girl, Dando, it's athletic ability. Yes. So, so I thought to myself, all right, best way to be able to, um, to, to, to grab a little bit of attention here rather than walk over is if I swing my feet back up. So I got halfway through it, and because this time I had to swing my feet higher than what my hands were, and there was a small part of my brain that went, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't going to work. <laughs> so I didn't commit. I got my right leg over. My left leg got caught on it. I just tripped head for like I, 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 yeah, I caught my legs up. I tripped. Now there was another handrail in the middle of the row. I smashed my forehead into that handrail. <laughs> and then I took all of my weight onto a concrete floor on my knee that I'd caught. Um, so it was very, very loud, very, very clumsy. And, <laughs> Is everyone watching? And about five metres in front of these girls. Yes, oh, okay. everyone. So, so I've just picked myself up as quickly as I possibly could, turned my back on it. I was like, all right, just pretend that it didn't happen. <laughs> Walk back to the cinema. Don't turn around. No one will know who you are. It'll be okay. 
I took one step, I put my left leg down, and my knee just buckled in the caveway, and I fell over in a heap, and I needed somebody to help me back to the cinema. (laughs) It was the the most soul-destroying thing. (laughs) To this day, I haven't been confident jumping a fence ever again. Why didn't you hop? Post-traumatic, that would have been much, much worse, I think. I, I don't just, think so. At that moment, I had to eat my medicine, eat my medicine, lick my wounds, take my medicine. I just needed. To you should have hopped and waved as you went past. Yeah, because girls like hopping. <laughs> that might have saved it. So is, yeah. that, is that why you've been afraid of women ever since? Uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> is that how you impressed Ash with your obviously not your hopping abilities? But yeah, the, I the, leapt through a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you learned how to leap through a window. You know how I impressed Ash was with the string dance. You know, uh, Conan O'Brien string dance, where you um, oh. you kind of like you you pretend that you've got a little bit of string stuck to your knee. So when you lift your hand up, you lift your, your knee with it, and you get some scissors and cut it. Your knee drops down. Is that what you did? Yeah, uh, that was like one of, that was my big move the first time that we met. <laughs> you know what mine was four and a half years later, marriage. You know, you, know, you know how I met Nicola? Well, I met Nicola at a mate's birthday party, who I wasn't even going to be going to initially. Hmm. It was one of those situations because I used to do the radio on the uh, community station in July Saturday nights. Yeah, with Michael. And I got home about 8 o'clock and my mate called me up and said, hey, you should come to so-and-so's birthday. And I thought, oh, you know what? I can't be bothered. Like, I'm really tired, you know. Yeah. So he goes, no, you really want to come. It's going to be great. I'm like, okay. So I, I go there. And then I remember I remember seeing Nicola. and Because usually when you're at that, that age, like, say, 20, 21-ish, mm. you, you go to parties and it's usually the same people there. You yeah. know, it's a local community kind of thing. So uh, Nicola I'd never seen before. Uh, I, rem- I remember asking somebody who was who was that, and someone had no idea. I, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. And then this, the toilet at this place was one in the bathroom, and I remember so it was like a shared thing. Yeah. I remember going to the toilet and coming out, and Nicola walked in as I was walking out. Okay. And you know what Nicola's first words she were to me? Smells fresh. <laughs> no. She goes, "Fuck, you're a cutie, aren't you?" Uh, and I remember thinking, so Nicola's a few drinks in at this time. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, no girls ever thought I was cute, and she has an accent. So win win. That's so, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember the first time a girl told me that I had um, uh, a cute butt. In really, and it was like the first time I'd ever worn jeans. Yeah, and then I wore nothing but jeans for about three and a half years. <laughs> and it's just you don't know how to take compliments at that age, do you? No, no. But you love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I um yeah. So I I remember apparently we caught a taxi to town that night. I don't really quite remember that. Mm. But anyway, so. We're in town. I remember Nicholas standing there at the front of Eureka for those listening from Geelong, yeah. which is a nightclub here on a little strip in Geelong. And I was trying, I was trying to chat up Nicholas. I, I don't chat up girls. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. don't do it. So, did you watch Simpsons yeah. this week? <laughs> you know what I said? She goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I work at four, but I." And she goes, "What else? What else do you do?" Or whatever. I somehow just brought up the the radio thing. Or maybe she said, "What did you do tonight?" I said, "I'm on the radio." Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And she goes, "You're not on the radio." I'm like, "Well, it's just a community thing." She goes, "You don't do radio. You full of shit." Blah blah. blah. She like, didn't believe me. I remember I pulled out... So, I've got the Michael and Dando Show logo tattooed on my ass because I lost a face. Do you really? I legit do, yeah. Can I have a quick look at that? Later. No, now. Now. I, I'm going to react to it live. I've got a, I've got a, ha- I've got a hairy ass. I don't care. I can deal with it. Okay. My mate's got a great tattoo of Fonzie on his ass. I'll see if I can get a photo. Um, right. it's a, I think it's on my right cheek. Fonzie giving a thumbs up and it up. says, sit on it. I, th- <laughs> I think it's on this cheek. Hey. <laughs> Good coloring. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gone all faded anyway. I sometimes forget it's there and I'm in the mirror and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. The, the, of all things, the logo from a community radio yeah. show <laughs> that lasted how long? Um, well, we did the podcast first. We had about 2,500 followers on Facebook, so yeah. it was going okay. But I okay. um, went for seven months, then we got kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too crude. <laughs> Oh, man. Are you going to get four fingers tattooed on your ass for this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the other cheek. We have... um, I I would consider it for a a good reason. Yeah. 
10,000 likes or something. Mm. Maybe I'll do that. Once we hit 10,000, that's a long way away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's enough time that anyone listening to this will have forgotten. Yes. So yeah. I, I kept the email from the, stu- the station manager that says, the Michael and Dano show is by far the worst show we've ever had on this station. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. Um, that, that'll be like in the blurb on the back of our DVD yeah. hi- hidden shows yep. thing. Anyway, so um, I said So to you Nick, showed her this tattoo in the, yeah, the said, front line of Eureka? Yeah. So it was, uh, no, no, I didn't pull my pants down. Okay. She goes, I, I pulled out the Facebook page, Michael and Dano Facebook yep. page. I said, look, that's me. That's my tattoo on my ass. She goes, that's not your ass. I'm like, that's my ass. She goes, show me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm at the front of Eureka. I'm not going to pull my pants down kind of thing. I, I don't know. I was just. You just, weren't committed. Yeah, I wasn't committed. And she goes, I don't believe you. I said, no, I promise I am, I am. And then my mate walks up and goes, yeah, yeah, that's his ass. And she was like, <laughs> how do you know? And, but Nicola was apparently a real bitch because my, my mate who he's now, now got a kid. He, like, he, he had always had Asian girlfriends. Don't know why. Not racist. He, he always had Asian girlfriends, right? Yep. So he, it's his flavor. Yeah. So he, um, he said to Nick, I already complimented her hair. She had straightened her hair that night. She's yep. got naturally curly hair. And he goes, um, he says something like, oh, your hair looks nice today. And she goes, oh, thanks. It's not normally like this. But like, as if to sort of say, well, thanks for the compliment, but I'm actually curly. Yeah, and right. I, okay. I, remember, I don't know what, it was something like that. She was real bitchy. And I remember my mate turned to me and goes, this is why I like Asians. <laughs> I always remember that. And that's the last I remember about that night. <laughs> she just likes quiet women. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the last I remember oh, about yes. that night. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so that's the night so, I met So the night that you met the love of your wife, the last love thing you remember. Love of my wife. Love of my life. Life, sorry. <laughs> uh, the last thing you remember is a horribly... Uh, offensive thing that someone said about her. Oh, I remember her te- text, <laughs> texting me, at and the- also a fairly—I don't know—a fairly chauvinistic thing to say about Asian women. Yeah. Like what, someone's had an opinion yeah. <laughs> that's upset him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I do remember her texting me saying "Good night, Mister DJ" or something like that. I have to tell you, um, uh, I can't mention names, but one of the funniest things that I've heard—I've uh, got a mate that has a uh, Japanese wife. Um, Good segue to something we're going to mention a little bit later. Okay, anyway. cool, um, and. He was talking with someone that he'd met for the first time, and um, this person's come like this is just uh, like the social retardation of this. He's come up to him and goes, "So I hear that you have an Asian wife." And he went, "Yeah, uh, sorry, a Japanese wife." Um, he went, "Yeah, yeah, um, her name's you know whatever." This person's gone, "Hmm, I really like Japanese food," and left. <laughs> that was it. Just left him sitting there, going, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to make it sort of like a mail order joke. No, no, it was just like it was like they had no idea. The only way they could connect was through I like love sushi. of teppanyaki. <laughs> Japanese food is yum. Yeah, I like a good uh, curry katsudon. Yeah, I just get sushi. Okay, but I, I do like some of the um the stir fry stuff. But I don't know the names of it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I go to the shop. I'm like, I want that one. You're number forty seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know what I, I know what I want by looking at it. I don't know about name. But um, you said mentioned Japanese. We had a listen, a new listener who commented we on did. the Facebook page. She's listening from Japan. Apparently, yeah. I'm just going to go find her name. So just fill in this air. Uh, well, I've got some mates over in um uh, Japan at the moment, or I think they're actually just on a plane back. But um, hello out there to uh, to Steve and Rach, um, one of the most lovely couples uh, that you could imagine who are at the Fuji Rock Music Festival at the moment. Oh, cool. Yeah. And now I've got her name. Her name is Cassie, I'm going to say Mitchell. Mitchell? It's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-E, I think it is. Uh, but she's yeah. she's she's requested that we listen to the Japanese, uh, like the, the dub. The Japanese um, version, dub of, the version of The Simpsons, which and is fair, because I... She reckons it's hilarious. It would be. I, um, in Indonesia, a few years back, I was flicking through TV and Popeye came on. Uh, oh wow! Wow! Like if you can get your hands on some foreign language Popeye, it is some of the most phenomenal stuff. Is it awesome? 
like because I watched Transformers first, but that was a little hard to follow. Yeah, because um, it's a proper script. Whereas Popeye, all it is is Olive, Olive Oil just going like tidak, tidak, tidak. Yeah. <laughs> she gets carried away by some, you know, by whatever the, the big the, guy, the big yeah. dude is before Popeye comes to save the day. Yeah, it's so good. The thing about The Simpsons is right. We could watch it in any language, and because mm. we've seen them so many times. We know what they're saying anyway. Yeah, for the most part. Even though we don't understand the learn. language, we'd know exactly what they're trying to say. Yeah. But do you think they changed It's like in the, the terminal when Tom Hanks learns English by yeah. reading about friends in two different books. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they would change the dialogue for different... Uh, yeah, there might be some moments. I imagine that to certain extents... Um, you know, there's that Adam Hills tells that story about how the Swedish chef... Um, in Sweden was called, yeah, was called the Norwegian chef. Yeah. There, there might be some of those things where just to make it work in a different country, you'd have to change the nationality. Yeah. Uh, what's the story where he's on the stand up and he's like, holy shit, that's how they really speak. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, oh, well, this is just blatantly stealing Adam Hill's thing. But yeah, so he's saying like, Do you want to just play the Adam Hill's clip? <laughs> uh, no, well, I'll do a short version. Okay. Of it. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll go for a few minutes. But yeah, so it's... um. The yeah, the, the Swedish chef. He said the hurdy 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 hurdy. So that in yeah, it's already comes. So in Sweden, we called him the Norwegian chef. Was yeah. you know was the thing. So that would have meant that there would have been Swedish people going to Norway and making fun of him, going hurdy 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 hurdy. And the Norwegians looking back on, wow, they actually speak like that. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen that the Muppet stand up special where they had Adam Hill doing that stand up routine? Oh no. Oh, have you seen? No, I haven't. That'd be really cool. He's to there find doing. It. The, the, the Swedish chef is there with him doing it. Okay, cool. This is this. I just realized this is the second podcast that I've ripped off Adam Hills. The last one was Billy Connolly. You rip off everybody. You did it! Yeah. I give them credit, though. I never yes. take it as my own thing. Unless it's a. If, if Evans Pie sends you a good joke, you'd steal it. Uh, no, well, I gave him credit. You did. You give everyone credit. Yeah, I'm please. Now, I feel like my wife just got through the door. Yep. And she says that your wife is wanting you home. Yeah, that's a bit so rich. Maybe- my wife who just came back from brunch. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Maybe we should um try and wrap this up because you know how long this has been going for? Uh, probably an hour 30. Uh, not quite. Okay. But it's, it's heading there. Um, okay, so look, final, final wrap up. There is one shout out that I need to give and it's purely someone has directly requested just to have their yeah. name mentioned, which I normally wouldn't do, but he was one of my best friends. I announced him at your wedding. Party. You did. Um, my mate, uh, Michael Leone, uh, Nacho, um, affectionately to friends because of his uh, very similar appearance to Nacho Libre. Does he like nachos? Uh, no, no, no. Just just looks like okay. Jack Black from Nacho Libre. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Look, uh, Nacho, thank you very much for listening. He's, he was actually one of the earliest sort one of, of adopters of this podcast. Um, one of the first people to give us feedback as well. So this isn't just a gratuitous, hey, I have friends. Um, yeah. Really, really appreciate your support, dude. Um, you're probably listening to this on the train, either to or from work. Um, why not have a Mars bar? <laughs> Do you think he remembers me? Yeah, of course he would. From the wedding? Yeah. Did I, what did, how did you think I went at your wedding? You did a good job. I, I, you were exactly what we wanted in MC. You were short and sharp and in and out. Yeah, I just, I, I, when I'm people asking me MC work, I'm like, I, so I hate going to events and the MC tries to make it about tries them. to take over. Yeah, that's not your job as an MC. You're I, there for other people. I, I'm not presenting the wedding. I'm just there to introduce people and get the yeah, fuck off the just stage. Just make it flow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope I didn't embarrass too many people. With that. Yeah, it's much like your job in this podcast. <laughs> just introduce me and let me go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so as we said, we want to we want to hear from you guys. So message us on the Facebook page, post on our wall. Mm-hmm. There's people are posting a few links to certain things that are Simpsons related, which is really funny, which is cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, also, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you listen to this and you haven't yet, please 
just you can find the link on the website or just go to YouTube and type Torrent This TV. Yep. Subscribe to the Torrent This TV uh, YouTube channel. We want to boost those subscribers, so could you please do that? Yep. Also, rate and review us in the... Yep. Cormac sent us a review this week, which we appreciate. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Cormac. Um, but yeah, it's it's that thing that the more people that we have listening and watching, the more in, the more inclined we're going to be to, to provide content and the more we can justify the, the, you know, the huge time drain on our own weeks yeah. to provide content. We want to know you guys are appreciating what we're doing. And if, yeah. you, if you guys... All it takes is just... 10 seconds of your time just send us a quick hey love the show keep it up yeah that's enough yeah. to make us want to do the next episode yeah and, and it's not like you know I can understand that like if you're listening to this in Osaka then you might think oh, you know, they're over the other side of the world they're probably not going to like I'll send them a message but no one's going to answer the messages we read everything that comes through everything, we, like, we legitimately instantly. will see it so please 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 you know take take that time as you said 10 seconds just shoot us a message give us some feedback let us know what's happening um, the more you give us the more we'll give back Yep, and also check out all the other stuff on torrentless.tv. There's so many articles and other podcasts and videos. That you, if you're a geek, you're going to love our website. So check it out, torrentless.tv. Also check out our official sponsors, the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Make sure you chuck them a like. Chuck us a like, four finger discount. Any final words, Mitch? Uh, every time I say goodbye, I die a little. See you guys. <laughs> Shh.